electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. Food and fuel costs are rising, but one state giving residents a rebate to ease some of the pain, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. People at the kitchen table right now are really hurting. So I don't think there's any alternative than to deliver historic relief. And by the way, this rolls property taxes back to 2011. Plus the markets heading into 2022's second half. This is uh, the worst first half since 1970. It's not even just equities that suffered, bonds. The worst first half since I think the quote was 1788. 1788. The rising likelihood of a recession and its impact on jobs. The escalating drama in the Spirit Airlines boardroom and sometimes on our set. Kill Joe's mic. Kill Joe's mic. I wish I could do that. (laughs) It's Thursday, the last day of June. Bring on Q3. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand by in three, two, one, Q3. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the Nasdaq market side in Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee along with Joe Kernan. Becky Quick is off today. And this is the last day of the second quarter. It is the last day of the first half of the year. We are set for the worst half for the S&P 500 since the second half of 1987. And we all know what happened in the second half of 1987. That was Black Monday. What was your... uh 87 quote, which one was that? The Um, the second half of 1987. Was what? Black Monday. I know, I was there for that. I was actually at a a, a EF Hutton, but but this is uh, the worst first half since 1970, supposedly. Did you see those facts and figures too for the S&P? The S&P is down 19.9% year to date. That was what I saw this morning. It was, that's 52 years uh, in 1970 wasn't even close to what happened in the next couple of years in terms of just the most wrenching, gut-wrenching bear market that we've seen. The Nifty 50 became like the the Nifty 2, basically, by by 1974, blue chip stocks were all at like three and four dollars a share, basically. It was hideous. And then from 68 to 82, we went absolutely nowhere, right? We went, from, we went over 1,000 in 68 and didn't reach it again until 1982. So I don't know. It, it was, it's not even just equities that suffered for the first half. Bonds, yeah. the worst first half since, I think the quote was 1788. In 1988. <laughs> 19- <laughs> and 19.9% does not describe Netflix, does not describe Zoom. No, no, I mean, that's, that's Zoom. of course the, it the aggregate It doesn't describe, loss. yeah. Should we, I, I, I feel like just leaving uh, with this happening. No, but I'm not going to. And I stumped you already with, because I, I like to do that to you. I like to keep you on your toes when you come in here, just, you know, because you're groggy, you got up early. 
you're not. You're not. <laughs> I'm no groggier than you are, Joe. <laughs> no, it's probably true. Although you you do kind of get used to it. But I said 30 days in June because you weren't sure. You, you 30, 30. Some days. No, I was sure that there were 30. And days. then I you asked said, you. You said, "Are you sure that it it could have been?" Yeah, but then I asked you how many. I asked you how many days. How many months had 28 days? And I oh, stumped and I said, you. And I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. I and didn't I said know. all of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Shares of uh, RH are lower. The company formerly known as Restoration Hardware. Guess when they changed their name? Guess when? 2017. I knew that. I knew that. They didn't want it to, the, the hardware roots, they didn't want that to be so prominent in the name. Anyway, it's not helping. Uh, slashing its outlook for 2022 uh, revenue, anticipating customer demand for its products will continue to soften in the back half of the year. It now sees annual sales down between 2 and 5% compared to prior expectations that saw sales flat to up 2%. The stock had already been sliding this week uh, ahead of this news. It's down 17% uh, year to date. It's down 58, uh, no, seven, uh, 58% actually year to date. So that's another one of them, 58%. S&P's down 20. Some stocks are down. This again is, is one of those stocks just 28 days ago, they reported earnings and they gave their forecast. It's not like this is <laughs> yeah. so, so much time has passed and they have to revise the forecast. It's, it's been four weeks and they're revising lower their forecast. They also initiated a $2 billion stock buyback program when they reported earnings. And they said clearly in the press release last night, they are not buying back any stock. They have not bought any shares, which is a clear signal to investors that the company itself doesn't find value in the shares right now. So do you have a good feel for... Every plane is packed, every hotel room's booked, everything is sizzling, or we keep hearing these forecasts just absolutely fall off a cliff. So are we in a recession? Are we headed for one? Or is it still, it's, it's bifurcated? It's We're shifting to services spending, and the S&P 500 is mostly is that stuff. Why? Okay. <laughs> and so it doesn't reflect what's happening right now in the economy. See, I'm hoping for a slowdown quicker yeah. than, than we thought so that the Fed has its work done. And the markets before. can have clarity. And that's, it, that's, that's the that's what debate that I've been having with, I mean, with, with Leesman. Oh, no. Don't debate Leesman. Because you, you, you'll get fun. nowhere. You will no, get I mean, nowhere. It's not, a, it, it's not about winning. It's just about the, the exchange of, of ideas a, and the notion. About, it's always about winning. But the notion that if we are going to have a recession, right. that having what it quickly say? and up front would be... He changes Not that his. anybody wants a recession, but if we had it quickly enough front, right. the markets can get and past that. He says that. it's not happening. I mean, we had one we had one negative quarter already, and and right. GDP estimates been ratcheted down. But just if we have two, doesn't mean that things are ready to get better, though either, does right. it? What he changes his mind, Leesman. So maybe if we debate him enough, depending on we'll whether see. circumstances change, I've seen him like the uh, Fed. be flexible, data driven. Tomorrow's the first Friday of the month, uh, but it isn't Jobs Friday because it's the first. And they, there's some weird rules about uh, how much time they need uh, to cook the, to, to, make, to actually release the, uh, the actual numbers. The employment report will be released next Friday. But news about the ADP private payroll report uh, is just out this morning. ADP has announced a revamp of its monthly report to provide what it calls a more robust high-frequency view of the labor market. ADP had announced a partnership back in April with the Stanford Digital Economy uh, Lab to improve reporting of labor market data. The new version of the report 
uh, will debut on August 31st, meaning ADP will skip reports for June and July. That's pretty interesting. And we were talking about Leesman. Leesman keeps some pretty good data on the, the standard deviation between ADP and what finally happens when the government releases a report on how close they get or how, but that, that just begs the question, I mean, whose standard deviation is larger than the actual facts on any, on any given? Because the, the, there's so much error in a lot of the, you know, they're revised from one month to the next, then it's hard because it's a, it's a net number of, you know, it's, it comes out to, you know, maybe millions, but it, you're talking tens of millions added, tens of millions lost on certain months, right? You know all that? Is that an iPhone watch or an iPhone? Watch. A, is that an Apple watch? Yes. Many people have them, Joe. Dick Tracy. I mean, do you? Uh, they do. Yeah. They do. Kill Joe's mic. Kill <laughs> Joe's mic. I wish I could do that. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm asking that. Everybody oh would buy. God. Everybody so would that. buy one. Hey, hey. <laughs> it still works. Hey, he doesn't. You didn't do that. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Cheese will be next. Still to come on Squawk Pod, Spirit Airlines delaying a key shareholder vote on the proposed merger with Frontier Air, the latest in a season of drama for the airline industry. I mean, the bigger issue, of course, is just getting the planes in the air. Take the row out that's like right next to the bathroom. You're with me on that? Totally. Plus, inflation pain. Uh, we're in it for a while. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy joins us. I don't think it's going away tomorrow but I don't think it's systemic late 70s, early 80s either. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC. Good morning and welcome back uh, to Squawk Box here on CNBC Live from the NASDAQ Market Site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kern along with Melissa Lee. Becky's off. The top song, top song of 1970? No idea. Bridge over troubled water. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So. Appropriate. Who's going to provide? There's some other ones. Uh, ABC, the Jackson 5, pre-MJ, pre-MJ. I mean, he was there, but he was before we knew who he was going to. B. B, right? Which uh, that shows you how long ago that was. Um, and this one for us, the Carpenters, close to you. They long to be. Andrew Ross Sorkin's in Aspen at the Aspen Ideas Conference, um, and here we are um, in Times Square. Okay, all right, we're in Times Square. <laughs> Becky's off. God knows where she is. She's probably like in Paris or something. 
Um, the only thing that makes it a little bit better, Sorkin, is I can't wait to see what you bring me this time because of those shops in, in Aspen. There are, I mean, just give it some thought. Give it some thought. Don't mail it in. Have you, have you given it some thought? I, I have given it some thought. I, wanted, I was taking requests. I was hoping you were going to give me a little hint, though, what would really... Be, be a sort of. I have an idea. I have some ideas. True. You do? Yeah. Do okay. Um, we're, we're, uh, number one, spoon rust. Number two, a potholder. And number three, um, the candy fake moose droppings. I think those are things that Joe would greatly enjoy. Um, I'm not opposed to. Uh, are they chocolate? They could be chocolate. Like they could with, have nuts with in the them. F- they could, I mean. <laughs> All right, that's getting too realistic. All right, you, we're moving. You know, I count on you to bring things back, not not take us out to well, some insane. Well, that was insane. ridiculous. All right, you bring me. So you know, I respond. He's not bringing you anything. That's what you're mad about. U.S. equity futures. Spirit Airlines delayed a shareholder vote on its proposed merger with Frontier Airlines until July 8th, so it can further discuss options with Frontier and rival. A bitter jet blue. Uh, that vote was planned for this morning. We were counting on it, sort of. Uh, both Frontier and JetBlue raised their offers in the last week. Either combination would create uh, the fifth largest carrier in the U.S. And some people think either would also uh, raise some eyebrows at, uh, with regulators and whether it actually were to happen. Sorkin, it, I was counting on it. Uh, number one, because I'm getting tired of it. Uh, the, 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 I thought we might we might get an answer today. What, what do you think? I saw you. I have to think that this is going to be a deal that's going to be blocked on either side. And actually, you know, the more we've had headlines over the past couple of weeks about all the traffic and uh, cancellations around air travel and just the, just the kind of sort of constant uh, state of complaints about the air industry, I, I, I think it's actually going to make it harder. I think it would make it harder for either of these transactions to go through. And I'm not even sure that uh, the regulatory bodies are going to look at them strictly on how we've necessarily defined antitrust even before, because you could argue the Spirit Frontier deal could be something that would go forward. The JetBlue deal, by the way, is a lot harder, don't you think? Yeah, I think I, if I were Spirit, I'd just I'd keep trying to get the breakup fees higher, you know, get something out of all this. What do they mean? that They say they're going to take seats out. How, that's something I don't want to happen. Uh, or, no, I do. Yeah, no, I want them to take seats out, right? Because there's too many seats there now, are there not? I want those they, bigger uh, seats. Well, yes, if you could get some bigger seats, but I don't think they're going to take more than a row out. And then the question is, how much is that really going to going to help at this point? I, I mean, the bigger issue, of course, is just getting the planes in the air and making sure people don't get canceled the way they used to be. Take but the row out see. that's like right next to the bathroom. You're with me on that? Totally. One hundred. That's a small little area, isn't it? Not great ventilation. Very close. I'm with you guys. New results today from CNBC's uh, Delivering Alpha Stock Survey. The data shows most investors expect oil to end the year under $130 a barrel, but above $80 a barrel. As rising fuel and food prices hit consumers, New Jersey is uh, hoping its new budget will help ease some pressure on its residents. Joining us now with his plans, uh, New Jersey Governor uh, Phil Murphy. Governor, people like, I always hear, you know, I'd much rather be a governor than like a senator because you're, you're like a, a chief executive. You can actually do things. But what can you do in this case about inflation, Governor? Good to be with you guys. Uh, listen, th- this budget does three things at the same time, which folks have said for a long time could not be done uh, in, in concert. We deliver real affordability relief, $2 billion dollars in property tax relief, child uh, care tax credits, uh, waiving of licenses, 
on and on and on. Secondly, uh, investing in our future, continuing to invest in the nation's best public education, great health care, great quality of life. And thirdly, fiscally responsible. Uh, we've, we're going to have the largest surplus in our state's history, uh, preparing for a rainy day ahead, God forbid. Uh, debt reduction uh, of historic levels. Um, so all three of those things are achieved in this, in this budget. What, what, are you going to do anything with the gas tax? Listen, our, uh, you, we've talked about this. Our gas tax is constitutionally tied to infrastructure projects. So if we cut the gas tax, we have to stop the projects. And when you restart them, they cost more money for the taxpayers. And when you're the most densely populated state in America, the infrastructure stuff matters a lot. I applaud the feds uh, cutting the gas tax because they could print money and we can't. But the affordability uh, uh, strength in this budget is historic and, and, uh, and I'm proud of that. What are, you, what are your uh, forecasts for inflation, Governor? I mean, it could get worse and worse for New Jersey residents. It's something that you, it's something that you, you probably need to think about. I've coined a new term quasi-transitory because I can't tell whether it's really uh, systemic and caused by the Fed and it's going to last for a number of years or whether it's pandemic reopening related and, you know, the war in Ukraine and, and COVID over in China hurting supply chains. All those things seem like they, they could turn fairly quickly, maybe not the war, but what is your forecast for how long we're, we're stuck with this, which is really painful for a lot of New Jersey residents? Yeah, listen, I think I think we were I'll, I'll look in the mirror myself. I think we're, a lot of us were late to this and very much in the it's transitory. Um, I think it's a combination of both of your scenarios. I don't think it's going away tomorrow, but I don't think it's systemic late 70s, early 80s either. But go back to property tax relief in this budget. If you make one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars or under, it's a $1,500 uh, cash in your pocket. That has never been seen before in New Jersey's history. So we are taking this very, very seriously, whether it's directly at gas tax or indirectly at all the inflation that's, that, that's so painful right now. This is a huge step uh, in, in the direction of putting cash back in people's pockets. Governor, the, it's kind of a, a catch-22 in that when we try to help people deal with higher prices, you're just adding to the demand side, which is what causes, you know, there's tight supply, higher demand. That's the argument against the gas tax uh, in other states on, on you know, when, or, or a federal um, uh, action there, which probably isn't going to happen, obviously. But you increase demand and the, the supply oil stays the same. You're, you're just... You're making the problem worse. You're keeping prices high and they're, and they're probably going to go higher. So you're trying to do the right yeah. thing for people by how much so that you're, you're cutting property taxes. I'm sure you're you're a Democrat in New Jersey. You, I know you're spending too much money. You got to be uh, right. You, you no, can't Joe, help yourself. That's not right. You, that's come not on, right. Are you, how old are we? We've been around the block. Have we not? I mean, not together, but we've been around the block. You sure you're not? You got this nice surplus. Save it. Save it for a rainy yeah. day. Yeah, we, we are. For, on your first point, the alternative is, is, is not acceptable. Uh, you, you, you make a very good point that you're putting cash in people's pockets. You're increasing demand, uh, the potential for exacerbating the issue. Think about the alternative. Uh, people at the kitchen table right now are really hurting. So I, I don't think there's any alternative to, than to deliver historic relief. And by the way, this 
rolls property taxes back to 2011 uh, levels. So we're rolling back over a decade. Um, on your second point, this is our budget has a surplus with uh, that begins with a six, as in billions. That's never been seen before in New Jersey's history. We have a debt avoidance fund on top of that, which is five billion dollars. Uh, we've been very vigilant about not uh, in, uh, increasing recurring spending. There's a lot of one-off investments in this budget that are historic, but don't obligate us to ongoing programs. So I, I think while while it's a it's a historically large number, it is a very responsible budget. So tell me to wrap. I, I we still got we do have great schools, but not everywhere, um, Governor. Yeah. You know, and it and it matters that you know which community you happen to be in. I don't know how, you know, you got to worry about that too. I don't know how you sleep. Uh, you know, you should be thinking about this stuff all the time, but that's the key. We got to get the school, got to get schools better. And, and I'm talking about for students, not necessarily for, for teachers unions. Now, listen, we have the nation's number one public education system in New Jersey. and We're incredibly proud of that. But to your point, we have to make sure every child can comfortably stand beneath the banner I just said, and that's a huge focus of ours. Thanks, uh, Governor. It's good, good to have you on. And uh, I, hope, I mean, you're not sleeping much, hopefully, are you? I mean, you're working for, for all of us that, that live there, right? What do you get? Two hours? Two and a half? No, I get I get more than two, but we're, but we're working pretty hard. Well, keep but it I, under, it's, keep it's it my under honor. Four. Under four. All right. I don't. All right. Thank you. Let it be. Is what? Let it be was 1970. Last time the market had a, a, this bad. How long, I mean, Let It Be is iconic. It's like it been around forever. And that's the same year. That's a long, long time ago. And I think we can learn from Let It Be. It's my mantra every time I fill in on Spotify. Is box. it really? Okay. Uh, mine is, as we already said, bridge over troubled waters. I need. Uh, <laughs> we all need that right now. <laughs> and that's the podcast for today. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Thanks to Melissa Lee for sitting in today. It's not about winning. It's just about the exchange of, of ideas a, it's and the notion. About, it's always about winning. Squawk Pod is available for free download. Lots of content entirely for free wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on your platform of choice and share this podcast with a friend. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. And we are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.